This episode is brought to you today by Forage and Fromage. They are an edible grazing box and grazing gift business that specialize in a premium food experience for any event and occasion. It's Left of Field with Danny Kavanagh. Hello, all my lovely Left of Field friends. Welcome to another episode. Today, I am joined by Australian women's cricketer all-rounder, Delissa Cummins. Since helping Australia take out the T20 World Cup in front of over 86,000 people at the MCG in March, she's had a bit of a tough time. Her tour of South Africa has been postponed, wedding rescheduled, honeymoon plans shelved, and she's had to work her way through a pre-season like no other. But she took some time out to chat to me, and uh, I hope you find her as inspirational as I did. Hello and welcome to the Left of Field podcast, Elisa. How are you going today? I'm very well, thank you. How are you? I'm great. I'm very excited to chat to you. Congratulations on getting married. Thank you very much. It was a, yeah, it was a great day. Obviously, it's been a bit of a hectic year for everyone and you had to postpone the wedding, but how did you go getting it, you know, up and running in the end? Yeah, it was a very tricky situation, obviously, with COVID. And yeah, we had a date set and then had to change that. We invited people, uninvited people, re-invited people. And my parents had to fly here from Western Australia. So then we had to wait for the borders to open. Yeah, it was very tricky and very stressful. But no, it was an amazing day and we probably couldn't have asked for anything better. People weren't aware your wife now also plays cricket. Yes, she does. She's a very busy girl, being a nurse as well and combining that with a semi-professional cricketing career. So it's a nice way to sort of see each other all the time when often we're travelling away with the Australian stuff. So Laura Harris, you both play for the Brisbane Heat. How is it playing together? (laughs) It's tricky sometimes. Yeah, Laura's probably, she enjoys the social side of cricket and I think for me I'm super competitive. So yeah, it has its moments where it's good and it's bad, but definitely more good times than bad times. <laughs> Do you ever take home your, you know, training and uh, each other some tips? Not so much training, it's more when we play each other in club cricket and if, you know, she gets up a hand, I've, <sighs> I come home cranky at her and don't want to talk to her. <laughs> Sometimes not always in the good books, and but that's okay. We're we're very competitive people. Laura's probably more likely to give in a little bit more so than me. I hold a little bit of a grudge every now and then. I get the shits a little bit more than what she does. <laughs> you see, you've also had an interrupted pre-season with your training. How has that been? Yeah, it's, it's at its moment. It's been, you know, when we obviously went back to training, it was nice to actually go back and get into a little bit of a routine. But I think at the same time, it's a little bit tricky now not knowing exactly when we will start playing and there's no sort of goal at the moment. There's, you know, things keep getting changed. The goalposts keep getting moved. But motivation levels, I think, for everyone have sort of flowed in and out just with the uncertainty of everything. But at the end of the day, I guess you can only show up to training and, and do what you're asked. And then, yeah, hopefully everything else just falls into place. Yeah, so what is the latest? Also looking forward to put back on your colours? Yeah, I think everyone's looking forward to putting the colours back on and getting out there and playing some games. You know, obviously the WBBL schedule was released, but, you know, it's still very uncertain times. We're hoping that obviously it can go ahead. And, yeah, I think, you know, obviously Cricket Australia are working behind the scenes to try and get plans into place. But what that obviously looks like, we still aren't 100% sure of. So we've just got to keep showing up every week at training, hoping that we're playing in the next couple of weeks. And, yeah, just be ready to go when they so, because we know that things can change quite quickly um, in these circumstances. 
And what are you working towards then now in pre-seizing? For me, it's just more so about getting my body right, you know, using a little bit of extra time that we've had to get over some niggling injuries and just make sure that I'm fit and ready, you know, obviously working on a couple of newer slower balls with the bowling and just getting that little bit of confidence back with my batting as well. But yeah, more so for me, it's more been about trying to get my body right. Yeah. How are you feeling at the moment? Are you feeling fit and ready to get into a new season? Yeah, I've I've gone through the, the motions a little bit. I felt really good at the start. Yeah, my body sort of is a bit fatigued at the moment. Going to have a couple of days off next week just to try and freshen up. I think just with the, obviously the stress of the wedding and, you know, we're sort of at the peak time of our pre-season as well. And, yeah, my body sort of is just flagging a little bit and both physically and mentally. So it's nice that I can work in with both Cricket Australia and Queensland Cricket to get a couple of days off here just to try and freshen up the body again and then go hard again. Well, let's go back to the very beginning. How did you get involved in cricket? Uh, for me, it was just in the backyard with my brother and my dad. And then my brother played, I think it was something under 12 cricket at the time out in Warwick. And they were often shorter fielders. So I just used to fill in and field for his side. And then I got sick of just fielding. So I decided that I wanted to play cricket myself. So I started off with the junior boys back home. And then a guy named Ian Rathmull back home started a girls cricket comp on a Saturday morning um, just at a local school where we just did basic skills and at the end just played fun sort of you know, modified games of cricket and, yeah, that's sort of how it all started for me. Was there many girls playing cricket at that time? There wasn't, but once the girls' cricket started in Warwick, we had maybe 100 girls there most Saturdays playing and we were able to have a couple of girls' teams. A few of us went and played in the boys' comp, but some of it, more so the girls just wanted to play cricket with their friends and, you know, not get heckled by the boys, I guess. We saw it grow rapidly back in Warwick when I was coming through the underage pathways. Yeah, I don't know, you probably weren't aware of this, but I've worked in uh, Toowoomba out in the Darling Downs in Warwick. <laughs> Regional Queensland have a very strong group of youth girls coming through at the moment and I know your name gets thrown around a lot for starting that kind of trend and being so successful yeah how does that feel now being an inspiration to the next generation it's obviously something you're taking your stride and it's very much an honor I guess to be referred to as that and I try and get back up to Toowoomba as much as I can to even if it is only once a year but help the girls out up there I've been back a couple of times now just for different events up there and some training sessions with the girls and it's nice to always go back and just remember where you've come from and what you've been able to achieve. Were you a standout from the very beginning? Did you pick up the sport quite quickly? (laughs) My brother would say yes because he used to say I was a hog in the field Mm. and never used to let the boys touch the ball but I think that was just the competitive side of me. I played most sports growing up and yeah I was a very competitive girl and I didn't like getting beaten I think and that's probably why I potentially stood up above the rest when you know a lot of the girls I guess were there for more of a social aspect where I was always there to win. Well you did stand up because at the age of just 18 that you debuted in the one-day format for Australia and a tour in New Zealand? That's right it seems like a long time ago now <laughs> when I look back but yeah I was very lucky I guess when I come come into it at such a young age and unfortunately for me it, it wasn't how I thought it would be and I fell out of love um, with the game fairly quickly I guess and yeah, a year later, I was no longer playing cricket. So how was it debuting for your country and playing for Australia? Why didn't it stick for you then? Um, I think for me, it was, I put a lot of pressure on myself, I guess, making the Australian side at such a young age, you want to do well, and you really want to put your name um, up there in lights. And I just found that I, 
I wasn't enjoying the little wins. You know, I could take three wickets, but I was worried about three wides that I bowled. And yeah, that really sort of took away from the enjoyment of the game. And yeah, it obviously saw me then stepping away from the game. I just didn't see where I was going to go with it. With how down I was about it, I guess. And yeah, you know, if I if I didn't take that step away, I probably wouldn't be sitting here today talking to you, I don't think. You gave it up and moved to London. Why did you make that decision? Yeah, I guess there was a number of reasons. I, I wasn't happy with my life off the field either. And I applied for my visa and it got approved. And within a month, I was standing over in central London thinking, what the hell have you done? But I sort of have said that sometimes your worst mistakes become your best mistakes, you know. When I was living over there, I didn't know anyone. I didn't know what I was doing. I was very lucky to land a job at a pub in central London. And there was 10 Australian people living there as well at the time. And that allowed it to feel like home and yeah, and treated me like I was one of their family. And that made my time over there so enjoyable. And I started playing a little bit of cricket over there, fell in love with it again. And then, yeah, since I've come back here, I haven't looked back again. Why did you pick London? Good question. I don't know. I just thought that's where I'll go and just... In the back of my mind, I was never really going over there to ever play cricket. It was more so to, I guess, find myself and who I was without cricket. Sort of had the Queensland cricket set up since I was a 12-year-old girl. And then obviously that flowed on into the, the Aussie team at the age of 18. And sort of cricket was all I knew. And that's, I guess, how I knew myself as the cricketer. I didn't really know who I was outside of that. And yeah, I guess going to London was more so to try and find who I was than myself a little bit I guess and that happened and even the the people I live with down there they just said even in the nine months I was there that from the shy little girl I was at the start to the the confident lady I was when I left was yeah an amazing thing to see. You worked in the pub there how did you go behind the bar (laughs) what was your specialty drink? I definitely wouldn't say it's a skill yeah the bar I was at was pretty good it was pretty low-key and very relaxed didn't have TVs or music, so you had to have conversations with everyone in there, which was kind of nice because you got to know a lot of the people that to come into the pub and sort of had to entertain yourself a little bit. Yeah, I really enjoyed that side of it, and I wouldn't say my pouring skills were any good, hence why I haven't brought them back here. Definitely an experience that I'll remember forever. So you had the four years off over there, and you did play a little bit of cricket. How was it quitting and coming back into the sport? Over there, I guess they're very social, so... Yeah, after every game, it was like you sat down and you had a drink with your team and your position. And I think for me, that's what I really enjoyed, hanging out with the people, not necessarily the game. I guess the game can sometimes be very disheartening. You get out first ball or things don't go right in the field. But the thing that I guess I really enjoyed the most was my teammates over there. And I guess what that taught me was the expectation that I used to put on myself I used to put so much on that I forgot to appreciate the little things and that's probably something that when I've come back, I've really tried to enjoy just the little moments and celebrate the little moments along the way because if you don't, you sort of get lost in, I guess, all the negative stuff that can come out of it. So is that when you fell back in love with the sport? I definitely did over there. I mean, I probably had one of the best seasons I scored. I don't even know how many runs I scored. I scored a fair few runs and I took a fair few wickets, but purely because I didn't have any expectations on myself. And that's probably what I found the most is when you don't have all those high expectations, you're able to go out there and really enjoy the game and succeed at the same time. Did you move back to play cricket professionally? No, I moved back because I ran out of money. (laughs) (laughs) All young 20-year-olds living abroad would probably be able to relate to. Yes. So... No, I didn't move back to play cricket. And I went back and I just played club cricket for a little bit. I said I didn't want to play state cricket at the time. Andy Richards did approach me and said, did I want to come back and play fire stuff? And I said, oh, no, I think I'm just, I just want to play club cricket for the season and just see where I go. And I really wanted to 
deserve my spot back in the fireside if that was to be. I didn't want to come back and feel like I was just being handed a, another opportunity. Now, who doesn't love a gourmet platter? And Forage and Fromage are a local Perth business that bring you all your on-demand gourmet platter needs. If you need a great gift idea for a corporate event or even entertainment with friends and family, you need to hit these guys up. Now, you can get same-day delivery. It's guaranteed to impress your guests with a satisfying range of high-quality and locally sourced produce to suit different tastes and preferences. So all those fussy dietary requirements, they also cater to them. Now, I love these stylish grazing tables and they've got grazing boxes as well for cute little gift ideas. I got one of these platters to enjoy with my partner and it was delicious. He was really surprised and loved it. And there was so much fruit, good cheese and crackers. And honestly, it was just high quality local ingredients that uh, you really can't complain about. Today, all you lovely left of field listeners, I've got a great little promo for you. So head to the Forage and Fromage website and uh, they're happy to give you all 20% off your first order with them. So why not spice up your next dinner party or event and really impress your friends? You definitely weren't handed an opportunity in cricket, but you did take up an opportunity in AFLW. Explain to us how that came about. You played for the Brisbane Lions. Yeah, so after the first year of WBBL, I was obviously captaining that year and I sort of had felt that at the end of the season, I was sort of falling back into the hate of the game a little bit. I think captaining, you know, there is so much more you have to do. There's all the media getting judged for everything you do. Why did you bring that bowler on? Why did you have this field? And I just felt I couldn't switch off from it. often find myself watching the men's BBL on TV and I'd be watching what they were doing and it started getting too much for me again. I just said to Richo at the time, I just said, look, I think I'm going to have to do something else in the off-season to freshen up. I said, otherwise, I could potentially walk away again. And he just said, that's fine. You, you know, go have an off-season, go do something else, and we'll see you when the season starts again. So I started playing a little bit of club footy at Yoronga, which is just down the road from me. And, yeah, it sort of went from there. I played a few games, and then Craig Stasevich started stalking me a little bit at games and kept just saying to me, like, what's my plans with footy? And I said, I don't really have any. It's just more of a social thing for me. And, yeah, in the end, I was gifted an opportunity to be part of the inaugural AFLW season. And was it tough playing a different sport professionally? How was your body? Was it designed for AFLW? I did like the physical side of it, to be honest. I felt that's something with cricket you can't do when you're a little bit annoyed or angry there's literally nothing you can do. But in footy, you know, if you drop the football, you just tackle the person beside you. Or Yeah, I, I really enjoyed the game. I didn't know all of the rules, which often made it difficult. <laughs> but I learned the hard way with some of them where, when I gave the 50-metre penalties away. Yeah, it was all part of the fun. And, yeah, it was nice to see how they were only starting back then, but how another professional organisation goes about their business. And was it a tough decision to choose to come back to cricket? Or how did you make that choice? Well, I felt after that first year I got out with no major injuries and I knew that I was obviously pushing 30 and I was like I don't want to be doing my ACL at 30 and my decision sort of got made for me I got called back into the Australian side the 2017 Ashes that was played here in Australia and then after that I 
I probably never really looked back. It was, yeah, I think I was always going to play cricket longer than I was going to play footy. And yeah, I was obviously very blessed to have that opportunity and thank the Brisbane Lions for everything they did for me. And then I guess at the end of the day, yeah, my heart's always been in cricket. Since coming back, you've won an Ashes, you've won two big bash leagues and the Women's T20 World Cup, which has been your favourite to be a part of? They've all got their, I guess, individual differences, but obviously winning that World Cup here at the start of this year. To be honest, when I first started playing cricket, when we basically only ever had our family or friends coming to watch, we might have been lucky to have 50 to 100 people at our game. To stand out in the middle of the MCG in front of 86,000 people, yeah, words can't really describe that emotional feeling like even when I look back now it's hard to think that you know we used to have a handful of people at our games to then packing out a full stadium yeah it's definitely something that I'll never forget that moment. Is that something you think that the women's cricket needs to strive for? Yeah I think so I think you know I believe a lot of spectators these days just see it as a game of cricket it's not necessarily women's cricket or men's cricket it's just cricket and you know even in any sport I think that's how people should look at it. It shouldn't be any different, you know, to the males or females, whatever sport it is. I think people should just go and watch it for the joy of the game and, you know, to witness how good the skills are no matter what. With the Brisbane Heat, you won, you've won. you won two in a row. Do you think you can go three? Is there any pressure in the group to win another one? I think you've got to take every tournament as it comes. You know, teams are slightly different and, you know, we don't know what the makeup of the tournament's even going to look like this year. So I think you got to take all those factors into consideration and you've got to figure out fairly early on in the tournament, I guess, what players go where in, you know, the batting order or in the in the team list and then hope that you fall into form at the right time. And I think we've been sort of lucky with the Brisbane Heat the last two years that we've had that momentum at the right time of the season. And, yeah, I don't think anyone's going, you know, into it thinking we have to win three in a row. That's always nice and that's always a, a hard thing to achieve. But I think just going out there, enjoying it and playing our best cricket. Hopefully, we'll see us there at the end again. You've also lost some players. Beth Mooney, she's an Australian opener and has moved to the Perth Scorchers. How do you cover her? You know, she's a big loss. Yeah, she's been obviously one of our most consistent players over the well, the last five years, I guess. Yeah, and she's a hard player. I don't think you can really fill her shoes, I guess, in the team, but at the same time, it allows someone else to come out and hopefully stand up and take their opportunities when they get them. And I think that's all we can ask of people that are coming in. So where are you at well, now with the game of cricket? Are you really enjoying it? Yeah, I am. I think the last few years has been the most relaxed and the most I've really enjoyed my cricket. You know, that comes from the people and obviously it comes from having a little bit of success as well. But it's more so, I guess, understanding my game as well and where I fit into each different team I'm playing in. You know, my role in the Australian side is different to my role in the Heat side, but it's having that understanding of, of what is required of me and what they expect and then just going out there and hopefully executing that. What's your role in the Australian side at the moment? How, how do you see it? Obviously, in that team, I'm not a big wicket taker. I'm there to tr- try and con- contain runs, and that is my goal. Obviously, it doesn't always work, but yeah, I know that I'm not in there to take two or three wickets every game, and I've got to be happy with other people taking the wickets, and I know that's just my role. That's what I have to do. Some people can you know, get a bit dis- disheartened in not taking wickets, but as long as I'm out there achieving my goal and what you know, Moddy has obviously asked of me, then that's, that's all I can do. I've got a question for you. Obviously, the men wear a cricket box do the women have one they do sort of have one not many girls wear them to be honest do you wear one yeah no I never have no 
And so if you got hit, you've got some sort of protective oh. layer. No, it does hurt, but I think the girls' one is more flatter. Okay. So I, think it would, I think it would still hurt if it hit, but, yeah, I've never worn one, and I think only a couple of girls do. <laughs> I was I was wondering about that. I'm like, what kind of safety are we taking out there? <laughs> none. We're and, taking none. <laughs> and besides cricket, who is Delisa? What do you like to do? Well, Laura and I have obviously, we've bought a house, so we most of the time at the moment we're doing a lot of house renos, and we've got three pets we've got two dogs and a cat so they keep us and very entertained and busy but I'm an outdoor girl if I get a chance to go camping and fishing or to the beach yeah that's where I sort of like to be are you more of a cat or a dog person definitely a dog person and what's your dog's name we've got Coco and Chico we've got a Cavoodle and a mini Schnauzer very cute you're you know into pre-season now that we can all kind of get back into training where can everyone see you on the field next it's a very good question Obviously, we have the New Zealand series that's meant to be coming up in the next, I think it's the end of September, but obviously nothing's sort of been confirmed with exact time or dates with what's happening with that, and we can only just go with the original plans. I think at the moment, I know that there is a lot of things to be discussed with, obviously, getting New Zealand out here and things like that. Yeah, hopefully sooner than later is is when you'll see us. And how do you think the Aussies are going to go? I think it will be tough, I think. Obviously, it's a pre-season where there hasn't been many games. I think leading into most series, we have played games and things like that. But obviously, because of the circumstances, there's not even really any trial games we can play. So, yeah, it'll be interesting. But hopefully, it'll be a really great contest like it always is against the Kiwis. And, yeah, fingers crossed we can go out there and play some really competitive cricket. And how many wickets are you going to take? What's the number (laughs) we're striving for? Oh, let's go. Let's go six, eh? All right, I'll check in with you. Hopefully you can make six. When you're heading into big competitions like this or anything in your life, what's a motto you like to live by? One that my dad and I have sort of stood by since I first started was always go hard or go home. It was, my dad was my coach for a long time there and I think if he was going to give up so much of his time, it was there to do it properly and to have a real crack crack at it. So yeah, that's always been just the motto that dad and I have said the whole way through my career was go hard or go home. A great motto when, you know, whenever you're trying to go out there to achieve something, it's I'm a sort of put my eggs in one basket and that's what I'm really focusing on. I don't like to have many sidetrack thoughts, I guess. So yeah, I think when anyone's chasing any dream, it's to go out there and keep your eyes on the prize and go your hardest. Now you're going to get a honeymoon. You're going to have a local honeymoon. What's going to happen mm-hmm. now? I think we're going to have a local honeymoon just over at Tangaluma Island, which is only an hour on a boat from Brisbane. Laura really wants to go whale watching, so I better please her. Oh, that'd be fun. That's a nice little activity <laughs> for you. Well, I hope you enjoy it and good luck with the upcoming season. I'll be expecting minimum six wickets. <laughs> Thank you very much. Thank you, Left of Field listeners, for tuning into another episode. I hope you enjoyed getting to know Delissa as much as I did. It was a great insight into women's cricket in Australia. Please go back and give some love to the other episodes if you've missed any. Stay tuned. I will definitely be back again next week with another episode. Goodbye.